0: If you have your bread, how many of you have bread? The bread of life, the word of God. Uh, You know, I'm not going to have you look for that verse because that's a very, very short verse. And the minute I say it, all of you will know it. Actually, I can quote it to you, King James Version. And the truth, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Can we say it together? And ye shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, let's say it in a way that we own it, because when we say, and ye shall know the truth, it's you. But who is really the Spirit talking about? Me. Me. So let's own that verse. Let's make it ourselves. That means that you are taking what the Spirit of God is teaching and you're embracing it, you're owning it, you're making part of your life. You're not living it in the Bible. I used to know a lady in my old church that she had her Bible under her pew. I know she never touched it during the week. Because it was there every day. (laughs) So she forgot God's word, not really, because she had another one at home. That's what I found out. So you ask questions before you talk about people. I swallow my words a lot. Ask Linda, my assistant. <laughs> but that's what it is. So let's say owning it. And I will know the truth, and I will be set free. Let's say it together. And I will know the truth, and I will be set free. How did that feel? Scary? Scary? Why would I ask that question first? Why would I say scary? Because that's the way I feel too, okay? That's the way I feel too. (gasps) What am I saying, Lord? But you know, God knows us, and God knows our weakness, God knows our frailties, and and our, and, and, and you know, but this is faith. We're speaking faith to ourselves. Did you realize that? We're applying the word of God to ourselves, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This summer, I am teaching a series about the person and works of the Holy Spirit. That's the theological name of the class. It was ST Systematic Theology 611. You had that number in the catalog. And he talked about the person that works of the Holy Spirit. But that class was good, but there was a lot more to find out about the Holy Spirit once I got out of seminary. But they taught me that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. They taught me that the Spirit is the divine person of the Trinity that makes things happen. He is the one that applies the actions, works, and deeds of Jesus and brings them to time and space in your life here today. That's what the Spirit of God does. He's not a force, he's not a wind, he's not a something that doesn't have a personality. He speaks, he moves, he touches, In occasions, he pushes. That's according to scripture. It is a divine of the divine person of God that leads us, that guides us, that shows us, that opens doors, that opens our understanding, that reminds us and teaches us. The psalmist knew about that. And the psalmist says, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me. For you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. It is the Holy Spirit who is the divine person that intimately is with us. Is within us. And that's when we discovered that amazing verse that said, The Spirit of God joins with our spirit to tell us, to communicate us, to testify to us that we are children of God. Last week we talked about the spirit of unity. The spirit of unity that not only unites us in a very mysterious Spiritual union with Christ because now we are in Christ, and many of us don't realize what that is. But the more we ponder about it, the more we realize what it means to be in Christ. And when we are in Christ, the Spirit brings us together not only us in Christ, but it brings us together one to another as we are the family of God, the body. Christ. So the Spirit does not only unites us with God, but it unites us with one another, and then and only then the Spirit unites with us. In us. And we asked last week, can you identify the voice of the Spirit in your life? For the Spirit of God joins with our Spirit to affirm to confirm, to wipe away any doubt that you are a child of God. Today I want to talk about the spirit of truth. This is very interesting because the concept of the spirit of truth is not found a lot in scripture. We find Daniel who talks about the spirit that leads to truth in the Old Testament. But we don't find much of it in the New Testament either. Actually, it's very interesting that the concept spirit of truth is only used by Jesus. But it's only captured by the gospel writer John. Those of you who took the John class with me, you know that's my expertise. Well, I'm not teaching this because of that. It just happened that everything was in John this time. (laughs) Kind of looks convenient. But the concept of the Spirit of Truth is a concept that Jesus uses to describe the function, to describe the relationship, to describe the way in which the Spirit of God is going to relate to you and to me. He calls it the spirit of truth. Pilate asked, What is truth? You see, truth is something that we all want to find. Truth is something that we all seek every day. You know how I know that we seek truth every day? Let me ask you the question. I'm not 70 or over, but how many of you read the newspaper? Okay, now how many of you watch the news? You're source of truth. We're all looking for truth. We look for truth in business, in big business. We look for truth in government. Not. We look for truth in police. Not. We look for truth in institutions of our world. Not to be found. They actually try to do things well and it doesn't work out. So we're always looking for truth. We want to find truth about the world. We want to find truth about God. And we make up things about God when we don't find the right truth about God. We want to find truth about the things that happen in our society. And we can never find it. We want to ultimately also find truths about ourselves. And we run away from it. Even though we, we thirst for truth, we fight for truth. And we even try to make sense of what does not even true. Because there is a hole in our soul that seeks for a truthful relationship. But let me share with you this morning. Truth, the truth that the spirit of truth shares. I'm just going to say three things, Kevin. Three things that the spirit of truth does with us. Very basic. The spirit of truth leads us, guides us, teaches us about God. How do you and I know about God? Because God, God's self, revealed God's self to every one of us through nature, through apparitions in the old days. Why did you think Abraham, who was an idol maker, who was the guy who crafted gods and idols, followed the God that later we know as Yahweh? Why? Well, he was used to build idols. He was used to build statues. He was used to build gods, but none of them spoke to him except the one God who said, leave your home. What? This one's talking to me. He must be real. See, God offered first line of communication and Abraham did not believe in God. No, he did something better. He believed God. It's a big difference believing in God and believe God. So the Spirit of Truth leads us to the truth about God. How many of us are afraid? We were discussing this morning how we invite people to go to church, and some of them says, uh, "I can't go to church because I gotta fix my life." No, this is where it gets fixed. Hello, that's why I go to church because I gotta fix my life, and I'm the pastor. Okay. Some of us says, oh, 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 I, no, God is here to judge us and to beat us up. How many of you grew up, grew up with a God who, who, who was just waiting for you to make a mistake to whack you one? Some of us grew up with that image of God. Well, when you find the truth that God is loving, God is forgiving, God is not angry anymore, how does that change your life? The truth shall make you. So when we learn truths about God, those truths are supposed to make us free, not enslave us in any way, shape, or form. We are free to love the unlovables. We are free to sit with those who stink. But I had jasmine spray too afterwards. But we are free to love and to be with and we learn the truths about God because just as, as stinky and dirty as we can be ourselves, but we sophisticated wash it and perfume it, God still comes and sits a while with us. But God, the spirit of truth, does not only reveal truths about God, it also reveals truths about the reality in which we live. We don't live in a world that people want to help you. Hello? We don't live in a world where people are very just, Oh yeah, hello, I don't know who you are, come and stab and kill me. We don't live in a trustful world. We don't live in a world that's put together. We live in a world that's broken. We live in a world that's needy. We live in a world that while some people with all the good intentions, we try to build good and responsible institutions, and they still all get messed up. You think people in Congress have ill intentions? Not all the time. They try. They're trying to put things together to make society better, but that's not where the truth is at. The reality is that we are a broken, fractured world. That we are... When I say I'm fine, I'm saying I'm not really fine. Please help me. Listen to the subscript. Yesterday I was walking out of the, the hallway. I had two counseling appointments, and I was walking out of here, and somebody says, how are you doing? I said, I'm fine. But they know me good well enough to know that I wasn't fine. And they asked the following question. And boy, did they get an earful. I already ate when I'm starving. Go away. Yet they're hungry for company. We are a world that's really messed up. So the truth of the spirit, the spirit of truth confronts us. With this world that's fragmented, that's broken. But not only that the spirit of truth leads us, opens, reveals to us the truth about God. And the truth about this screwed up world. But it also leads us to the truths about ourselves. And I think we have all degrees in hiding ourselves. Did you see my body language? Hiding? I just caught myself doing that. But I realize hiding myself. We all have issues. I'm a shrink, I know. I have mine. They follow me. We all have our personality quirkiness. Some of us tend to be more judgmental. Some of us tend to be more opinionated. Some of us are too shy. Some of us keep our secret pains hidden from others. But yet they still come through somehow some of us just hide you see the spirit of truth is going to lead you to the truths about yourself who you really are. The spirit of truth is going to lead you to the truth about your sin. And the desires that are measured in your life. The spirit of truth is going to lead you to the truth about your prejudices. It's going to lead you to your truth about your fears. Your insecurities. It's going to lead you. It's going to confront you. It's going to show you in the mirror. Your anger. Your frustration. Your resentments and roots of bitterness. The spirit of truth is going to show you deep Deep secrets. The psalmist used to say, Show me, O God, the things that I don't know. Show me, O God, the things that I'm not aware of. Who am I? Asked the great German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And while Dietrich Bonhoeffer, this was a a, a theologian during the Second World War of last century. Can you believe I can say that? The Second World War of last century. Yeah, we lived through that. Not, not, not the war, the century changed. <laughs> and he was at Princeton University, hiding from the German Axis that, w- that had already it, it, you know, jailed him once. And through the request of the U.S. uh, uh, friends with Germany, whatever that was happening, they freed him and he was sent over to this way. And he writes this poem as he's solitary at Princeton University, thinking, who am I? They often tell me that I stepped out of my cell confinement calmly, cheerfully, firmly, like a squire who owns his own house. Who am I, he asked. They often tell me I used to speak to my warders freely and friendly and clearly like if I was the one in controlling that place. Who am I? They also tell me that I bore the days of misfortune gracefully, smilingly, and proudly like one who is accustomed to always winning. Am I then really that which others men tell of me? Or am I the one, or am I that which I only know about myself, restless, longing, sick, like a bird in a cage, struggling for breath, as though hands were compressing my throat, yearning for colors, for flowers, for the voice of birds, thirsting for words of kindness, for neighborlessness. Tossing in the expectation of great events, powerlessly trembling for the friends at an infinite distance. Weary and empty at praying, tired of thinking, tired of praying, tired of making. Faint and ready to say farewell to it all. Who am I, asked the theologian. They mock me, he says, these lonely questions of mine. Listen to this. But whoever I am, but whoever I am, thou knowest, O God, I am yours. The spirit of truth leads us not only to the truth about God, not only to the broken truth of this world, but it confronts us with our needs, with our brokenness. But it doesn't stay there. Because it is the Spirit, as John says in chapter 16, When the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who is truth comes, He shall guide you into all truth. For He will not be presenting His own, but He will teach you everything I have said. And it was Jesus who said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. If the Son sets you free... You are free indeed. I invite you this day and the rest of the week to figure out, figure out how is God making, is the spirit of truth real this week in my life? How is the spirit of truth teaching me about God? How is the spirit of truth teaching me about this screwed up world so that I don't trust in it and I trust in God? How is the spirit of God teaching me about Jesus and taking me to the rock that is higher than mine. Amen.